everyone! Hello, everybody! And welcome to the newest indoor adventure in The Four Keeps Renewal Part 6. Today is March 23rd, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of our games. And I feel, personally, like <laughs> the current situation is a, is a good time to remind all of you. We love you and we appreciate you for coming by. Uh, if this is your first time checking us out, consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures where you can catch up on all of the VODs of our games. Or if you are more of an auditory, uh, auditorily inclined person, consider then going to anywhere podcasts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And if you already support us on Twitch, YouTube, as well as podcasts, but are looking for further ways to help support the show, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures where you can gain access to our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large. And all of the proceeds that we get from that end up going to help further the show. So this Sunday, for example, when you tune in for Tomb of Annihilation, you will see some wonderful new busts, of course, done by Danae of DanaeKeener.com. It'll be a good time. Uh, other than that, uh, we also have a Redbubble shop. So if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, you can also pick yourself up some wonderful merch. Uh, but with that, I believe that's it for my opening spiel. So RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and I'm playing Kim, the Shatterkai Wizard Cleric. Hi, I'm LB Hackamap and I'll be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Hi! I'm Cyber, I play Arjun, the Draconian Bloodhunter Fighter. I'm Wings, I'm going to play as Coriander, the Eldrin Paladin. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off. The four keeps ended up separating, with Gurn, the winged kobold, and Gwen going underneath the mountainside to open up a gate that would allow an uh, that went to an underwater chamber that would allow Cory, Arjan, and Calum to actually uh, pass through and then enter into the chambers within the island itself. Gwen was successful in her trip after having uh, made quick friends of three brand new Cobalt companions. Uh, you were able to then open up this door, allowing our party members who were being confronted by a water gin uh, to then allow to pass. It was at this point that our group ended up reconvening. Uh, beneath the aisle. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the reason why they have to go beneath the island and work their way up is because an old enemy of theirs, the Keshin Trade Company, has actually taken over the Isle of Arathsk in the dragon's absence and now rule over it, uh, much to the chagrin of our deared kobold friends. So let us pick back up where we left off. Gwen, you have reconvened uh, or you are in the process of walking back to your party and the rest of the party is being spoken to by the head beautician Skip, uh, who is letting you all know about the situation up top uh, and effectively says uh, that we have been stuck down here in these tunnels for quite some time and most of that has to do with the fact that, well, the goblins have 
taken over our tunnels and we're being forced down. Um, they're trying to make their way in deeper. But uh, from what I've been told from your friend Gwen, uh, you're all going to be trying to help us? That bitches! Oh. Hi, Gwen. Uh, yes, that's the plan. Excellent. Um, I can help lead you to the entryway to the third area. Uh, there are three levels that you're going to need to get through in order to reach the top. And, well, this is our last line of defense, really. So if you need any time to prepare, uh, now is the time to speak up. We may need some time to prepare. Of, of course. Uh, just come and send for me uh, as soon as you can. And uh, head beautician Skip will kind of excuse himself uh, and begin walking off. And Gwen, uh, you can see that uh, Gurn and uh, the female head guard, Kobold, uh, that you had spotted earlier, are actually having a, uh, a kind of intimate looking conversation. Uh, it seems like there was actually some sort of past between these two previously. Nice. So, uh, you guys look like shit. What happened? I Sharks. I don't Narrow. think the ocean likes me very much. Yeah, why is it every time we fall into water, sharks attack us? Mm, um, mm. That's where they live. <laughs> that is where they live, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I thought danger of shocks was being greatly overconstrued. Right, right. <laughs> but yes, no, I, when I was young, I thought they would be a much bigger problem than I thought that they actually would be when I was older. But then I realized, yes, they are very much that problem. Well, shocks are actually the worst, especially whenever there's a who again. Very dangerous. I mean, traveling with off constantly, I figured being set on fire would be a lot more of a problem. And it was actually a problem for a long time. Still a problem. That that thing that they say about coconuts, like they're definitely not We are just about to we are about to surface on a tropical island. Please do not mention the danger of coconuts. (laughs) Um, I don't I don't know what that is. I've got one of these, and she holds up the plant axe. I can protect us from coconuts. I don't have one of these for a shark, though. And there's the rough. Are they, like, what? gonna fall on your head? I don't... Possibly. Yeah. Well, yes, there's a there's a, 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 an urban legend that coconuts kill more people than sharks in a year. Well, no, because the reason for that is people shake the trees and the coconuts land on their head. Well then, uh, who's out there shaking sharks? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So we f- we went into the tunnels and fought a big fuck all creature that like brought things back from the dead. What? It's pretty creepy. Like the tunnel itself brought things back to the dead. No, it was back a big fuck dead? all creature. Uh. I made some cobalt friends. Oh. I don't remember right. their names. And I was like, gold, one of them was gold, one of them was 
mud colored and one of them was red. They sound oh, lovely. That, that sounds great. Were they helpful? Oh yeah, they think I'm a hero. You are a hero, Glenn. That wasn't what I asked, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're good friends now. Uh, it's um. Oh god, they all look the same. Uh. Gwen, make an insight check. <laughs> okay. There said Gwen was a good person. Insight for this character is plus zero, 12. They all look the same. There is no possible way. You you spot Rosemary uh, because they have a flower crown. Right. And that's about oh, it. That one. That Hi. Hey. <gasps> yeah, yeah, they were cool. Uh, one of them raged out. The one with the, he had glasses, I think. Anyways, so uh, what do we do now? What's the plan from here? I forget. We rest uh, up. Well, yeah, rest for a little bit. You open up a door that we can go through. And, uh, I did we need that. To go, yep. We need to go through three levels and make it to the greenhouse. Right. Did, did you figure out what where specifically this thing is supposed to be? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, where is it? Uh, hey, Skip! Oh, are you ready to set out? <laughs> no, no, I just, I... You know better than I do. You, you know, can give more detail. Uh, where is the stick? Uh, well, if it was... Uh... And Skip just takes a long look towards Arjan. Why are you looking at me? Like, feels... Make an insight check. Eighteen. Uh, so with your eighteen, uh... You don't think that Skip is comfortable telling you where Arath's most precious items are being held? Specifically to Arjan, who is an imposing big black dragonborn uh, draconian-style figure. Mm -hmm. uh, but they sort of brace themselves and uh, say, well, it's in the copper room, or in the bronze room, uh, the Baron himself has a, well, a treasure chamber to keep his most prized items. Uh, if he still had this staff, it would be being held there. And once we get up to the third level, uh, do, what direction do we need to go? How far can we expect to have to fight? All of the signs that you would not we kept signs, whether or not the goblin folk kept signs. Uh, in matters of tunneling, always go up. It's the easiest way to find yourself back on the surface is to follow the general incline. We left signs helping ourselves out of the tunnel. Whether or not the goblins have kept that is, well, that's entirely up to them. Uh, but our exit would lead you... Uh, to the cliffside, which I believe uh, 
It was you, Caleb. You, uh, Gwen, and you, uh, Arjan, who had previously helped out uh, doing a mission for Arask before that had led you into Cobalt Tunnels. If it wasn't Gwen, Skip doesn't remember that it was Corey. Uh, it would take you to the cliffside, which would need you lead you near the Billswater holding facility. Um, and then that would put you on the lower end of the bay. And you'd have to maneuver and find your way up to the botanical garden. Or at least what remains of it. Mm. All right. Uh, we also need to rest and recover before we head out and do this. Uh, is there any particular spot that, you know, you want us to lay down or? Um, you can make yourselves at home in my, uh, in my living quarters, if you'd like. And Gwen, you know that skips are not very big, if at all. Um, but if you need further accommodation, uh, I could see about getting something set up. Well, as long as we can make it a little quiet. And uh, this place is not that big. I. <laughs> Let's be fair, I don't think you'd be very comfortable with me imposing on your domicile. Uh, mm. so just whatever is convenient. Of course. And uh, Skip will then leave you to then go and uh, make the, the proper uh, accommodations necessary for you all. And it takes roughly about 20 minutes uh, until you are taken to a very, a very ramshackle, uh, it could be described as a tent. Uh, it is basically several posts that are hung up and there is a big, uh, piece of, like, hastily sewn together cloth fabrics that are draped over it. It looks like a very patchwork, uh, tent cover. So that way you all still have some privacy because... They don't really have anything that's meant for somebody as tall as Arshan. So they kind of had to throw something together. But Cobalt Ingenuity, as well as a bunch of sets of idle hands, they were actually able to get this together for you rather quickly. Uh, all things considered, would it, be would it be described as safe under normal circumstances? Structurally, no. But given your current situation, you think that it's fine. And I believe at the end of last session, uh, Mugen was being, or not Mugen, but there was uh, one of the Tcan and then two of your newly summoned companions uh, were going to be going north to investigate uh, on the back of a winged kobold uh, to investigate the city itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so you can do that then during this upcoming period of downtime to help it play in better. Or yeah, I was going to say, it comes, sits down and starts 
flipping through the CTTV scan, uh, monitors. Okay. Um, so what is the what is the range that you can actually see through? Uh, find, uh, Flock of Familiars states a mile now. If okay. I use it through the spell, so. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you would be able to go through one of these natural chimney shoots, uh, and the cobalt that's going up is doing their best to try and be as stealthy as possible. And when you get closer towards the surface, you realize that this natural chimney is actually on the cliff face uh, of Arask itself. And the cobalt then begins to climb uh, and clatter up the side of this cliff, trying not to actually jump off and begin to fly. Uh, the spotlights are still going out on the ocean, and from where you can see through your familiars, you notice that uh, looking in the general direction of where you believe Olivia's ship to be, she has already... Uh, receded back. You can see a ship kind of farther off in the distance that you recognize as the Moon Runner, uh, but it is no longer within any sort of range of being tagged by these large spot uh, by these large spotlights. And the Cobalt Companion that you currently have continues their ascent up until they eventually reach the ground level of the Isle of Arathsk. And that's going to take roughly about 10, 15 minutes of actually being able to sit down and focus. Uh, is there anything that the three of you would like to do during this time while Calum is currently checking the security footage? Up. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Heal up. Okay. For sure. Why and did I go down to 15 HP? Because you removed your levels in fighter oh. before changing things. Oh, you... it's okay. I'll figure it out. I had uh, I had ninety six because it was reverse sixty nine. That's right. All right, you you need to add those. That's just lying back. back to back. It's butt to butt, you know the way friends do. <laughs> so, uh, you guys are resting. Caleb is currently checking the security footage. Um, and uh, Caleb, as you continue to watch these co this uh, the back of this cobalt through the eyes of your familiars, what are you having them do once they get up to the surface? Are they all like hopping off? Is one staying on the cobalt? Are they all staying on the cobalts? What's happening? I think I'll have uh, one of the chuckle fucks hop off onto a roof to like monitor the area closest to the uh, entrance that the cobalt came out of and then a little bit further on another one hops off and tcan will be on the back of the uh, cobalt flying or okay as they walk sounds good so um scanning through uh the two chuckle fucks on the roof uh, you end up seeing that before where the city streets actually had uh, regular guard patrols of kobolds in their bronze armor. Uh, you actually see that there are some kobolds, but now they these ones that have stayed above have actually teamed up with groups of goblins, 
hobgoblins, bugbears, and they are doing more regular patrols. Uh, you see that uh, areas of commerce all have closed doors. Uh, they don't seem to have like the bustling city streets. It is after curfew, which you know there wasn't one beforehand, but you're guessing that that's what's been put in place here. Uh, looking atop the second roof, uh, you were actually placed near uh, one of the nature parks. Or rather, what was one of the nature parks. Uh, it seems like these uh, empty areas that didn't exactly have room for, uh, that were all kind of off limits to chopping down or touching or doing anything, have become war camps. Uh, it seems as if uh, the goblinoids who have taken over this area feel more at home under the night sky so rather than taking uh rather than taking over any existing homestead they are instead just filling up these parks with tents with camps and they are making use of this otherwise unclaimed space and aboard tcan uh, or aboard uh, this flying cobalt, Tikan is brought over to the bay, the port, uh, where your ship had actually departed, where you had had parting words with Elisharis. This same port now has a almost unmoving layer of fog to it. Uh, it seems like uh, because this is built on almost a caldera of sorts, uh, being this plateau that has a rather deep lake enough to make a bay from these two uh, from these two aquatic locks, there is no real possibility for this fog to really move out. Uh, whereas before, Arathsk controlling the weather was able to kind of clear any kind of uh, weather he didn't necessarily like. It seems like the current situation here at the Isle uh, is more things aren't changing and that they are stagnant in the way that the people who want them to be stagnant are. And you see through Tcan's eyes that there are these jutting uh, kind of pointed forms that are actually coming up from the waters of the bay. Um, and it looks like they go up to certain points and then uh, they have very uh, thin kind of sharper edges to them. Uh, but then there's like weird masses that are atop of these uh, atop of these things jutting out from the water. Uh, I guess he'll keep inspecting until the hour's up, and then all three familiars just. Okay. Uh, do you have Tcan get closer? Yeah, I could ask her to get closer. Okay. Uh, so. As Tcan and the Cobalt end up getting closer, they are sticking to the shadows as best they can. And down below, along the docks, you actually see that there are, again, patrols that seem to be coming and going. And these large posts that seem to be jutting up from the water, the odd forms that they have at their ends are human, or humanoid, rather. And you realize very quickly 
what head beautician Skip had said about the Keshen Trade Company making examples of the people that stood up against them. Within this bay, you see that there are many a form and figure uh, that are currently pierced through with these large, uh, with these large jutting pieces of wood that have just been left for the gulls to feast on. Make a perception check. Oh boy, I wonder if Tifa's there. Uh, perception is a seven. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. So with a 22, you actually do recognize a few of the individuals who are currently atop these spikes, uh, one of which was a neighbor of yours, actually, uh, a half-elf moneylender by the name of Danny Halfstring currently rests. Endure, what the fuck? Atop one of these spires. You recognize that there is a older looking kobold who once wore a very large and regal red robe uh also rests atop one of these long spikes and you can see that there are uh one of the other figures that is also up here is none other than mr mulch uh one of the figures that had actually helped you into the sewers initially endure what the fuck man And then your hour is up. Uh, everyone can see Caleb just rubbing his eyes. So, I know what Skip meant by making examples out of people. Yeah. They've skewered them out on the bay. Uh, Danny, Mulch, and... Ooh, I don't remember that kobold's name. You never, you never asked for his name, and you never interacted with them, but you had seen them. And uh, a few others are out there. Well, it does make an example. We gotta stop this. Yeah. Yeah, we do. What's that, Corey? We'll make them pay. We'll make them pay. You guys ready? To rest up? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Gwen's like standing up, getting her axe up, and puts it back down. Some, some of <clears throat> us need spells. Huh. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, speaking of, hey, Endor. Yes? Could I try an Arcana check to see if I could transfer my Arcane Recovery over to Cory? Um... Cory would... That would not be Because she's a divine caster. Yes, she doesn't learn her magic through book learning. She cool. feels magical, and that's how that happens. Then I am going to selfishly take this for myself then okay Ori how are you feeling agree it's not right what they're doing here
you feel like you're ready to go up against them now? Or do you think you need a bit bigger rest? I can do whatever needs to be done. Every moment we wait here is another moment that these people's leader takes another step closer to death. Right, but we need to fight through three levels of halls that are surrounded, that are filled with these people. And then more to try and get what we needed here. And then we may need to fight back to the ship. If you need to take a rest and get every single resource that is available to you now, it would be the time to do that. Not to single you out specifically, but... Four hours is all I need. Then we'll take four hours. She's gonna go sit down and try and have a productive trance. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so Corey is going in for a long rest. Calum, are you also doing a long rest? You have the four hours to do it. Yep. Gwen, you have been given a short rest and then a couple hours to just hang out with Arjan. What would you like to do? Uh, give him an in-depth uh, uh, retelling in Gwen's fashion of what happened while they were split up and then maybe go chat with the kobolds again. Okay. She can find them. <laughs> you're in there, like you're in there enclosure i'm sure that it'd be very easy to find some kobolds to talk to yeah i meant the the ones that she went on a journey oh with. gotcha uh make an investigation check oh boy oh that's a natural 20 hey hey not all these kobolds look the same you're uh, able to actually find the ones that you've been with before it's like that when you like oh, i forget what this person looks like and then you see them and they're like that's it that's, that's what they look like i remember now that's what she does. Alrighty. And Arjan, is there anything that you would like to do while your elven companions meditate? Arjan's pretty sure that everyone here hates him, so he'll just be chilling with the elves. Just in a in a calm meditation. He doesn't need to take a long rest. Okay. Sounds good. So Calum and Corey, the both of you can gain the benefits of a long rest. I would also like uh, to attempt to take on my summer form. Okay, make a wisdom check. Nineteen. Yep, you are able to go summer. Woo! You done did it. It's she like put that on one her angry scene. eyes. It's that one scene in Avatar: The Last Airbender where Zuko's sitting in front of a sitting in front of some candles, and as he breathes, the fire flares up. Yes. Nice. All right, so Corey, you have entered into your summer form. Uh, your long rest goes by uneventfully. 
and you are then able to all uh at least have the capacities about you to set out towards your goal. And at this point, uh, letting uh, head beautician Skip know, he is very much uh, readily available uh, to direct you to the, at least the last known entryway between levels three and four, the area that they are currently in the process of holding against. And as you all are being brought up, you can hear a kind of rumbling sound that seems to be coming from down the hallway, but it is a rumbling accompanied by multiple clicks of metal against stone. Is that good? Is that bad? Should we go? Should we go that way now? Are you all, are you rested up? How loud did you say we wanted to go in? Not loud. As loud as necessary, but no more. Why? We might have to fight our way up. Oh. That's what we are planning to do. Easy. Uh, could I have a tune to the harpoon, by the way? Yeah. Your harpoon of returning? I got me a range option, guys. Woo! That's a hell of a coincidence. So did I. <laughs> nice. Alrighty. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> They're in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? No. So, uh,. Skip, uh, you see that there are some kobolds that are actually, like, facing off towards this tunnel. Gwen, you've seen this before. Um, but you realize that the kobolds that are here are the actual fighters. These are the ones that are wearing armor that look like they are prepared to throw down. And as you get in closer, Skip lets you know that the um, goblins have... Well, they are crafty, and uh, well, they're making their way down as quickly as they can. But they don't want it for just themselves. Uh, the taller ones, um, the bugbears and hobgoblins, our tunnels weren't for them, so the goblins have devised a way of expanding them at a much more well reasonable rate reasonable for them anyways what you're hearing up there is one of their tunnelers is it like a big fuck all worm or something or is it like a machine um i don't believe it's a worm uh, Good. reports have That's... told us it's a horrible machine hmm. machines can be broken and skip nods Leave it to us, Skippy boy. Okay. And uh, all of you are then going down this uh, down this tunnel. And as you get near uh, near the end of, uh, after taking several of these long kind of winding curves going through these cobalt tunnels, 
you see that there is uh actually that brings up a very good point two of you have dark vision two of you do not how are you uh how are you taking care of this situation because the goblinoids don't need to use any kind of light source and the kobolds don't need to use any sort of light source i'm sure that i have an adventurer's pack i'm sure that i've lit my crossbow okay that works too so the crossbow being lit, that is fine with me. I have uh, an ever-burning torch, by the way. Nice. Where's my hemocraft eye? It's a d4. Three. I don't have to change my hit points. It's great. Okay. And uh, as your group reaches uh, a bend at this tunnel, looking down... You can see that from the flames of the crossbow, you can see what looks to be at least 50 gleaming points that are all looking in towards this tunnel. And then you see movement kind of stepping in front of these gleaming points. Calum and Corey, because the two of you have dark vision, you can see past where this light is being shed. And you can actually see that there are figures that uh, are standing in front of this incredibly large contraption that are looking down the corridor towards your group as you approach. And you see one of them kind of turn their head towards the other and say something and make a motion with their head. Uh, and you see that other one sort of nod, and then they are going to begin to try to uh, turn around and walk away. What would you like to do during this time? Uh, guiding Volt on the one running away. Um, I'm going to create bonfire on the other one. Okay. So uh, create bonfire is a save, correct? Yes. I hope okay. these guys aren't kobolds. Dex, dex save. Okay, they are going to be doing. They don't a dex got save. tails, right? No. Oh, okay. These figures stand uh, about. Uh, some of them are are closer to about halfling height, um, but the two that are standing in front, uh, you see, one of them is about six foot two. And the uh, and that would be the one that's getting the bonfire thrown on them, and the other is about four foot tall tops, uh, with kind of larger looking ears that is just taking the brunt of this guiding volt. A natural twenty, by the way. Jesus. Back to form, everybody. Woohoo! Uh, that's fifty points of lightning damage. Okay. You... operations start so as this bolt is shooting out towards this creature they have made eye contact with you they see that you are doing something you see this goblinoid figure's hands reach out from behind the frame of where this tunnel goes and they just pull another goblin in front of them that takes the <laughs> brunt of this blast and then they tumble backwards uh, the taller figure uh, is then going to have this flame erupt beneath them. Does a 16 beat AC? Just barely. 
Okay. Uh, and so they managed to hop out of the way, but your group has been noticed. I would like for everybody to roll for initiative. The way it looks is that Corey points in his direction, says, He's back! And then as she snaps her fingers, Excellent. Would have been cooler if it hit, but it's the first time I've used it, so. I am scared. Okay, uh, so 22. I roll an advantage. I rolled a four and a one, so I rerolled the one. I got another one. <laughs> well done. Aww. You won the lottery. And I got a three. What the fuck is happening? Bad day to be a halfling. I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, 12. 22. Okay, so Caleb is 12, Arjun's 22, Gwen, you said you got a three? I got five okay. total. And then, Corey, what'd you get? Seven. Okay, sounds good. So, at the top of the round is going to be Arjun. Who do I see? I do not have dark vision. They're uh, bonfires, though. So I'm there not is one now of the cool new wild mount dra uh, dragonborn. Huh? I'm not one of the cool new wild mount dragonborn who have dark that vision. That can't see in the dark. So, Corey did cast create bonfire. So there now is a light source. And with the light source, you can see that there is a prone goblin that is resting underneath another goblin and that goblin that's on top is currently sizzling out of a large wound on its chest um and you see this contraption in front of you that is taking up a massive wall on the cave and you can or that is taking up the view uh front facing does Launch the contraption fire. look like it is currently being moved you see twin like sets of uh, you see twin sets of reflective eyes staring back at you. It seems like there are two goblins that are inside of this contraption that are currently maneuvering it. Uh, they are in front or behind a large mesh window uh, as they want to see where they're going, but they hate the idea of little slits to actually be viewports. They want to see the destruction. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, okay, so. I would like to attack the one that just pulled its buddy in front of them. Okay. They are prone, as well as have cover from the corpse that is above them. Hmm. Okay, I will... <sighs> there is also the six-foot-plus figure who had just dodged a bonfire. I'll do that one. Okay. That one's they're not prone, right? No, they are standing. Okay, okay, okay. They are they're not uh a hundred feet away from me. Uh right? they are not. Okay. I'm gonna take a couple shots. Uh is that what I'm gonna do? I think I, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a couple shots. <laughs> Does a okay, so one of them was a natural one. That does uh, the, not... other, the other one was a 16. <clears throat> a 16 does not actually hit them. That's my turn. Okay. And it seems uh, as this cross, as this 
glowing red crossbow bolt is being shot towards them. They just kind of turn out yeah. of the way. It's very easy to dodge a light source, it would appear. Uh, then next up is going to be that figure uh, who is actually going to bark uh, at something off to the side and then with a hand motion kind of make a dismissive uh make a dismissive backing uh and then they are going to look towards your group and they are going to uh kind of actually step off to the side uh and then take cover behind this large mechanical contraption and that is it for their turn as they take the dodge action. So then next up is going to be the machine. So this machine, you see the goblins inside just begin moving their hands up and down frequently. One of them reaches up and you feel like they are flipping switches on some kind of utility board and with a grumbling noise this machine roars to life and actually begins going through the stone expanding the tunnel and it is going to be getting closer to your group then now that you can see the front of it there are pickaxes that look like they are on mechanical pushers and pullers uh, these pistons that are actually being used to quickly clank away at the stone walls around it as these large treads on the lower side are actually acting as scoops to move any kind of dirt and debris that the pickaxes are creating on the bottom down towards the back. But there are twin nozzles that are on the front of this device. And as it approaches forward, you see uh, these nozzles sort of tilt and a splash of acid is actually going to shoot out of the front. So everyone in the tunnel, I need to make a dexterity save. Three. Plus three. Oh. Hey, you know. Fifteen. I rolled a naughty 20. Eighteen for once. What did Corey get? What a core get, Frankie. Okay, so everyone succeeds, and thus we'll only be taking half damage, which would be a quarter damage for Arjan, who is, for once, that acid that acid resistance. That's the one thing that the cool new dragon points and wild mount don't get. <laughs> it's that damage resistance. So eighteen points of acid damage. And then so reduced, so you all take nine points, except Arjan, who takes four. That tracks. All right. So uh, then, yeah, that is it for this large construct. Next up is going to be Calum. How far away is it from us? Uh, this large construct at this point is 30 feet away. We're in a tunnel, so I won't do that. <laughs> Moonfire on top of it. Yeah, got it. Oh, the tunnel's collapsing, guys. Run, run, run. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, 
gonna launch a guiding volt into the machine. Yes. Yes. And six is 18. 18 hits. Nice. For 28 points of lightning damage. Okay, and you're hitting the machine? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And then I will try and retreat further down the tunnel so we're not eight by this thing. Okay. Sounds good. So then next up is... The goblin that had grabbed a friend to toss in front of it is actually, you see, like, wiggle a little bit and then shove uh, shove their former companion off of them, stand to their feet, and begins running around the side of the contraption. And it looks like they are also trying to get more towards the back, so you are all just facing this large machine. So that is it for their turn now that they are out of sight so Corey, it is your turn uh she's gonna point at that goblin and say don't let him get away um and then i have a question yes you said that there was a mesh yes you can see through the mesh can i teleport into the machine you certainly can i'm gonna do that poof um Corey. In a swirl of flame, Faye steps into the machine, and I think he needs to make... Either he just takes the damage, or he has to make a save for this. Nope, it's one guy that takes uh, fire damage equal to a charisma modifier. Just one, or everyone in the AoE? Uh, oh, each creature. Jesus Christ! Fuck! Okay, enjoy fire. <laughs> um, and my charisma is three. At higher levels, does it double? Or get high, bigger? No. No? Okay. So three fire damage for those friends. Um, and did Caelan hit one of those guys with the guiding bolt? No, he had attacked the machine itself. Oh, okay. The other guy died. Fine. I'm going to attack. Uh, I'm going to attack these boyos. Okay. Inside the machine. <laughs> so now everything's on fire. Natural 20. Um <laughs> and- <laughs> Everything's fine. Natural 20. Okay. <laughs> Natural 20 on the first guy. Um, I don't think I'm going to smite. I, I don't think I'm going to smite this. <laughs> Just, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, maybe I should have. It's fine. Uh, plus, I remember. I'm back here, you. All right. Um, so 11 slashing damage on the first guy. Okay. He's still up. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. I should have smited. It's fine. Uh, and I will attack him again. Does a 13 hit? A 13 does not hit. All right. Fire. Okay. That's it for me. Sounds good. They are shrieking inside. Uh, this was not something that they were planning on. Uh, the machine is rocking. Oh, yeah. No, there are there the are too many people in this machine, especially when two of them are goblin sized, and then one of them is Corey, who's not a small person. Uh, next up, Gwen. 
All right, I would like to rage against this machine, please. Nice. I'll allow Thank you. It. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, oh boy, gosh, I didn't think about that. No, it's fine. I did it. Um, <laughs> Gwen's going to attack the machine. Is there a spot where she can like either jump onto it or uh, get under it where she can attack it without the axes being in her face? Uh, you would be able to get under the front of it uh but it rests fairly low to the ground so it might be running you over if you do uh there wouldn't be like a room for a full swing of uh, full range of motion right well then <laughs> uh can i find a let me just see uh, is there a spot that I can see that looks like, well, that looks important. It looks like it's keeping the wheels on sort of thing. The wheels are a long series of treads. Uh, mm. So you could try and knock the tread off of the wheel. Other than that, there is that shiny nozzle that had shot acid out on your group that you feel is important, but only because it shot acid on you. Right. I'm going to go with the carriage uh, type a deal where if you damage the wheels the thing can't do anything so Gwen's gonna slide under this thing and then she's going to uh, kind of uh, move her fists together and she is going to uh, activate her echo gauntlets and she's gonna bamf behind this thing okay. while doing thunder damage to it nice so she is casting thunder step okay and is that a dex save? It is. A, sorry, it's, I was loading. Uh, must make a constitution make a saving throw. On save. Okay. It failed. Is it us that needs to make the save for Thunderstep? No. The uh, the machine does because she slid under it. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, no. She didn't Thunderstep away from this spot. She went okay. under the thing, Thunderstepped, and uh, she'll, like, <sighs> get behind it. And it does kind of pop up on the front, and Corey, you're inside and get kind of jostled from this loud, thunderous noise. Mm -hmm. That's 19 damage. Okay. Sounds good. It's my action, my movement, and my bonus action. Now okay. I'm behind it. Sounds good. Next up, Arjan. Wait, do I see the uh do I see the goblin? Is he trying to get away or was did he oh, go right. inside? Yes. Of it? Uh goblin is currently running down uh running down this tunnel and you can see at the back of where you are uh the taller figure that was there previously that you didn't really get a good look at is standing mm. on the other side as well. So on your right hand side is tall figure, left hand side is goblin currently running. And you see, looking up at this figure, that they are of orcish build. Uh, they have this kind of uh, darker green skin, uh -huh. and they're looking down at you. And you can just see that there is a rage glinting in their eyes, but there is a smile on their face. How far away are they? They are, at this point, not even 10 feet away from where you are. Because you thunderstepped to the back of this machine. Right. Um, 
would there be a space behind them where I could do something in a 20-foot radius that I could perhaps... If you're thinking know. about a fireball, you're in I'm a not, tunnel. I can't fireball. <laughs> Sunforger. Yeah. Well, it's radiant damage. Come on. Okay. But yes. I'm thinking of that. Uh, Yeah. From... It is a 10-foot... Uh, it is a 10-foot hallway, like 10 foot by 10 foot is what mm -hmm. this tunneler is actually capable of making. So it's not like mm -hmm. there is 20 feet past him. It is just you, this dude, and on your side as well as this goblin that's just been running. I'm sorry, there's so no tunnel behind it, it. Is, So in terms of the five-foot square breakdown, yeah. imagine two lanes. In yeah. your lane, at the base is you, goblin running up farther. Then uh -huh. on the other lane is right. going to be adjacent to you, the orc. Right, okay. So the little dude, though, he's far enough away that I could probably fireball him, right? Yes. It would hit inside of the cave. It's not a 20-foot-sized right. cave, but right. it would be 20 feet away from you. I don't see a downside to this. Uh, Gwen is going to action surge and <laughs> use this thing. She's going to throw the Sunforger down and when it, like Mjolnir, when it gets just far enough away, it's just going to explode. Okay. Sounds good. So. <laughs> we went through this on Saturday. I'm sorry. Okay. This is Gwen. She's raging. She doesn't understand. Uh, one of my, uh, <laughs> my dice went up my sleeve. Let me just... So it needs to make a deck saving throw. Okay. And it's not that much damage. Pump, 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 even me! What? I don't like that. With the dice that you gave me, LB. Fuck! Eat it. <laughs> Eat it? 15 damage. Blech. Uh, Two minutes damage. Uh, half as much. So it half as much. Okay. Sounds good. So half of 15, he takes seven. And whatever happens to the tunnel happens to the tunnel. Okay. There is a, a big turn for Gwen. So Gwen, you have used your thunder step ability, which released a thunderous crack down the hallway uh, that you can just hear echoing. And then before that echo is even finished, there is a another large kaboom as you throw your hammer towards this goblinoid who is in the process of running away. The, you see that there are loose bits of rock and rubble that also begin to fall down. Uh, make a, roll a d100 for me. Okay. Uh, the question is, do I want to get high or low? Don't tell me. 25. Okay, so... Uh, you were looking for a high number, uh, <laughs> low number, uh, bad things. Uh, okay. The cave that you see that stretches out is more rocks and things are currently falling from the ceiling, and it looks mm -hmm. like you are causing a cave-in. Oh, shit. Looks up at the dude, and then, like... <laughs> turns back to the machine okay 
Goblin is still running off, but they are on the opposite side of where this cave-in is currently dropping in. So, then that was it for Gwen's turn. Next up, Arjan at the top. Arjan, you've seen Gwen rush forward, like, kick slide underneath, the t uh, underneath this tunneler, explode uh, with a loud thunderous crack, and then you lose sight of Gwen, and then you see a large radiant uh, presence emerge from the other side of this tunneler, once again accompanied by a rather thunderous noise. Uh, and that's all that you saw of Gwen. Corey is currently inside of the tunneler, fighting off some goblins. So it's like I just got flashbanged. Yes. Or You remember how I said, let's make as much noise as necessary, but no more. I can't see the goblin that's running away. No, he's on the other side of the tunneler. Who can I see? Uh, at this point, you can see the figures inside of the tunneler currently combating against Corey. Uh, and if you got up to the front of the tunneler you could step on either the right or the left hand side and depending on what side you end up stepping on you might be able to see some of the figures behind uh yeah, yeah i'm gonna run forward try to see anything okay so getting on the side of the tunneler you can see the orc who is currently uh standing near gwen but past where your dark vision is or where uh, your vision is able to keep up from that campfire that Corey had put out, you cannot see the goblin who is currently running away, but you can see that there is the start of a cave-in happening. Fuck. Uh, and I'm just going to take a couple of pot shots on the goblin or the orc. Okay. I have anything else I can do. Uh, does 21 hit? Yes. Then they will both hit. Okay. Uh, Reroll to one. 11 plus six piercing damage. So 17 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, eight points of fire damage. So you said 15? 16. Okay, 16 and eight. So... No, 17. 11 plus six, 17. Plus, so 25 points of damage overall. Yes. They have no damage resistance, so you can double them together if you would like. Or couple them together. So yes, That's that it. was the first one, or was that total? That was total. Gotcha. Alright, so then next up is, uh, is this orc figure who barks out something that you can't really understand unless there are any of you who speak orcish. I don't... Do you? No. Hi, RJ. Uh, and they are going to cry, uh, like, make this very commanding call. And the uh, goblins that are inside of this machine with you, Corey, are going to actually make attacks against you uh, with their reactions. That's a seven to hit. So I don't think that's going to work. And the second one got an eight. So that's also not going to hit. Uh, and then uh, they are going to 
make a series of long sword attacks on you, Gwen, as you are directly in front of them. And that is a 17 to hit. Okay. Yes, sir. So that is going to be for 18 points of slashing damage. Key. And then their second attack does a 13 hit. Nope. Okay. That is all that they are able to do on their turn. So then next up are the goblins running this machine who currently have found themselves directly involved with a burning Eladrin form that is Coriander. Uh, and they are going to do their heckin' best uh, to try and... Uh, one of them is going to like reach into a belt and pulls out a rather fancy, ornate-looking knife, and they are going to try and make a quick stab towards you. They don't, if it helps, but they tried. Uh, and the second one uh, actually reaches underneath uh, one of the consoles, and you see them pull out a long metallic-looking uh, looking rod that seems to have a, uh, a holding facility towards the very end of it and looks like there is a back end that has some sort of liquid, and they just rear up, pointing it towards you, and pull the trigger on it as flames actually shoot out of it, uh, they are going to try and burn you. Uh, so I need you to make a dexterity save as they use a Scorchbringer. And their friend inside the chassis with them. They're aiming it out of the mesh, so it's just from the front of this machine, you see a, spa- a gout of flames just pop, in, uh, pop out and then back in. What the fuck? Thirteen. Okay, so you are going to be taking full on this if you... I believe you're resistant to fire, so they didn't know that. That is for a total of 10 points of fire damage from the Scorchbringer. Is that already hacked? No. Okay. So you take five. (laughs) She's just, like, walking slowly forward as it's going... Okay. Terminator walking towards this <laughs> goblin. It's not even, there's not even very much room to walk. You are stuck inside of this thing with these goblins. Uh, <laughs> next up, Calum, and you see that Cory is currently fighting these goblins. Flames have just shot out of the front of this machine. Gwen ran under this machine, made a loud thunderous clash, and then you saw another, again, a radiant burst. Uh, from the other side of this machine, Arjan ran up to the front, took some pot shots that you heard actually made purchase. But what are you doing? You're muted. Uh, I'll run to the other side, I guess. And can I squeeze it between the treads, like to the side, so I'm not in the front of yeah. the acid and the? Do I see the other goblin running? At this point, they are about 100 feet away. And they would be behind cover as, again, there is a cave-in that is currently happening. Uh, Calum pulls out a club and he's going to hit the machine. Yeah, it's a mace. Sorry. And I get advantage on this. So the first roll is a natural 20. (laughs) 
Nice. Christ. Um, and I deal uh, six, seven, uh, ten, twelve points of bludgeoning damage to the machine. Okay. Just trying to break a tread to stop it. It looks like as you are trying to strike out against it, that there is actually some resistance from the machine itself. Huh. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, next turn. Okay. Uh, the machine doesn't look like it's working currently. It has stopped as its drivers are in the midst of fighting an Eladrin. Uh, next up is the goblin that was in the process of running. They are going to keep running. And, Caleb, you watch as this cave-in finishes. Uh, they have made it well past the range of your dark vision. Just hoofing it as quickly as they possibly can. Uh, next up is Corey. Um... Is the goblin that's uh, currently flamethrowing me, is he the one that I hit before or the other no, one? No, the one with the knife was the one that you had hit before. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, the flames are just kind of, like, she, she's put up an arm to kind of, like, deflect them a little bit. Um, and she's going to go for him. Ah. Putting up an arm. Like you have two arms. The, to she's put putting up. up her arm. Okay. The arm. Uh, let's see. I know words. 16? Yeah, 16 hits. Alright, I'm gonna smite on this. Ooh, do 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 do. Simple math from a sleep deprived brain. Uh-huh. So it's going to be 13 slashing damage. And... 14 radiant damage. Holy shit! Yeah, they, uh... There is a shadow of where that goblin once was. Alright, second attack. Um, so, like, yeah, she's just, like, walking towards him while the flames just lick off of her arm, and then she just cuts him down and then she turns around looks at the other one they just like have this knife or no this is the one with the flamethrower that's just like looking at you and like getting ready to fire again if given the chance uh a 17 to hit okay that hits okay fifteen slashing damage okay That's it for me. They yet remain. Indeed, they do. So then, next up, Gwen. Uh, Gwen is going to attack this bee who just attacked me. Get it. All right. Uh, I will uh recklessly attack. Um, plus. Um, this is the run tax, so it's plus seven. So, uh, dirty 20 on the first one, and more than that on the second nice. one. Nice. Uh, sound board is eight. That's nine plus ten. 
Okay. 19. This orc has seen better days. Um, and as my bonus action, I would like to manifest an echo. So uh, when one strikes down, uh, she has um, Grayskull uh, above her uh, fighting alongside doing her movements and then suddenly Grayskull shifts behind this creature. So he is no longer attached to her but still in fighting mood. Nice. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Arjan. I cannot see. I'm legally blind. Things are on fire. Are things on fire? Can I see? Can I fight? Is Grayskull glowing? Grayskull is not glowing in a luminescent fashion that Arjan would be able to pick up on. However, there is still a bonfire that was lit on your side. Uh, so, like, the edges of this low-light vision, you're still able to see them. So, my my main goal is to hit people. Who can I see? You can see a goblin with a flamethrower on the inside of him, on the inside of the contraption with Cory, and then you can see an orc fighting against Gwen as Grayskull has just walked out of Gwen and is looking formidable in his own Goliath right. How does he look? Not great. He looks pretty hurt. Gwen, do you mind if I can steal your kill? Gwen never minds. It happens more often than she gets a kill, so. Uh, 16. Uh, a 16 does hit. Or actually, no, it does not. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, 25. Uh, 25 does hit. Eight points of piercing damage. Four points of fire, so 12 overall. Okay. They are still standing, uh, but they have taken some pretty grievous wounds throughout all of this. Uh, the the goblins uh, in, the, in the machine, both of them are still alive? Only one. Corey Only one. exploded one of them in radiant energy. Y'all have got that. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. So next up is uh, this orc figure uh, who, even though they are incredibly wounded by, uh, by Gwen, by Arjan, they still have this broad smile on their face. Uh, and you hear them say in common, Everyone will know you're here. Entire island will be on watch out for you. Gwen, you recognize this is one of the individuals that was in the bar the night that you got left in the trash? And they are going to then try and strike out against you, Gwen. Cool. That is a 17 to hit. 17 hits. For 
18 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then a 13. 13 does not hit. Okay. Sorry, how many points of slashing damage? It was 18, so okay. cut that in half to nine. Nine. And then, let me see. Yeah, and then they will bark out again. Uh, and the goblin that is stuck in the cage, uh, in a cage match with Corey, is going to use their reaction to try and uh, stab out. Does an 18 hit? Okay. They finally get their stabs. And that is for... That is for 16 points of piercing damage. Reduced by three. Okay. And then that is it for their turn. Next up is the goblin that is stuck uh, in this uh, in this chamber with you. And they are, again, uh, seeing as how you have uh, shown that you are unafraid of this fire, they whip it around so the oil canister is facing towards you and they are going to rear back and actually try and smash out against you as if it were a club. And that is a 23 to hit? Yes. Okay, so as this canister strikes out against you, there is a small spark uh, that actually occurs with this oil, and it is going to cause a small explosion on the inside of this machine. This so is all Corey, I ever wanted. Make a dexterity save. Okay. Uh, 11. Okay. So you are going to be taking half of 14 because you're resistant to fire. Okay. And this goblin on the inside is incinerated, thinking that it is going oh. to try and best this new opponent. Uh, it is on its way to Megubliet, so you know all things, all things through the great gods are are fine. Megubliet, speed you, magnificent bastard! And they are no longer in combat, and the inside, as the inside of this contraption is rightfully exploded but it looks like there was minimal damage to the actual consoles themselves next up is actually Calum. Calum, there is only one figure that is left and that is the one uh that gwen is currently engaged with time to go clubbing i guess uh, 17 and 5 is 22. Yeah, Wait, are bit. you even close to me? Yeah, I'm on the other side. I could oh. loop around and then... Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were still at the front. <laughs> Five points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Sounds good. Whack. Hi. And now there is, like, blood going down onto this orc's eye. And that just seems to actually brighten their day. They are totally okay with being this fucked up against you four. 
So then next up is Corey. And Corey, you are stuck inside of this machine. Mm. Can this thing go backwards? Make an insight check. <laughs> Corey, what have you gotten yourself into? Um, four. Corey, One of these buttons has got to do something! There are buttons, there are levers, there are cranks, there are switches. None of them have any sort of labeling on them. Uh, if so you would I like to, if you would like to pull a random button or lever, uh, you are more than welcome to do so. I absolutely do. Okay, make a roll a d6 for me. Six. With a six, you hear the sound of rushing liquid. And then from the front of this machine, you see the acid spray down an empty hallway. And as it <laughs> splashes up against the walls, you can see where there were like difficult, uh, there was like jagged rocks. The acid actually kind of smooths it out and becomes a little bit more malleable. Oh, that's actually rather pleasant. Is there, what all can I see from in here? You can see down the tunnel that you guys were coming from. I can't see backwards at all. From the back, there there looks like a hatch that would be oh. on the top side that you could then like undo and then come out of. It looks like that's the entryway into this machine. Can I spend the rest of my turn doing that? Yeah. All right. Punt! And you kind what of... pops out? Yeah, and this machine is about... It's about the size of a small car, but it, it was a small car designed for individuals that again stand no more than uh, no more than like four feet tall. Just gonna look down and say, "Kalem, tag in." Okay, next up, Gwen. So as this dude says, now the whole island will know you're here. Gwen just grabs him by the shirt and she's going to make a reckless attack at him uh that's uh 24 and 13 <laughs> 13 does not hit but the 24 does okay uh she's going to do 12 damage on that hit and then gray skull from behind him is going to attack him as well all right, well, he only had nine hit points left. Solid. So as she grabs him and stabs him through, she just says, perfect. That's a Mulan reference. He's an orc. Yeah, and then pulls her the runt axe out and lets him fall to the ground. Yeah, and it's like chopping down a rather large fleshy tree uh, as this orc is just dropped down and then falls down onto the ground. Your group is now standing around this goblin tunneler, and there is a cave-in behind you. The air is calm. 
there's a small bonfire that's currently like still cooking just having a good time at the front of this machine <laughs> and that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening i don't want to ruin this squint but it might not actually be perfect well, it felt really good does anyone else see gray skull standing in front of me yes i do hi glad what <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and no, that's I where don't. we gotta break. <laughs> Does anyone know how to drive a stick shift? <laughs> you need two hands, Corey. That is where we will go to our break. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who's decided to stick with us and join us through this wonderful excursion with tunnels and crime. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Hello, everybody. I forget how the rest of the song goes, but then it's like, secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountain, secret, 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 secret tunnel. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, before we begin, I wanted to say it at the beginning of the episode, but happy birthday to our dear friend Reevesbot. He's been a huge oh. friend of the channel. He plays on Thursday, but today is his birthday, and he has been stuck inside of his house for the last several days. So uh, you should tell him happy birthday no matter what the day is, which will be really funny for people listening to this at a later point in time. That is at Reeves underscore bot on Twitter. Just tell him happy birthday for us. All right. Thanks. Uh, but yes, you guys have now defeated a grouping of goblins as well as an orc and acquired yourself a goblin tunneler. Uh, you are standing around in the aftermath of this quick battle and Grayskull's spirit has left Gwen. And how long does this spirit last for, Gwen? That is a very good question. You know, I just got it today. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Um, um, the echo lasts until it is destroyed. Until you dismiss it, until you manifest another echo, or until you're incapacitated. Uh, so he's just with us. He's just there, man. <laughs> the only person who heard him say, hello, Gwen, was you, Gwen. But the rest of you saw his mouth move, and just no sound came out. Uh, so, like, what's going on? And Grayskull uh, looks at their hands, looks at their axe, which is the same axe that you have, Gwen, and then kind of looks at you, scratches the side of their head, and uh, Gwen, you hear him say, Honestly, I don't rightly know. I just got this feeling that you wanted me over there. And normally when that happens, it's usually like, Oh, I'm blocking some damage for somebody or preventing them from being hit. And the rest of you just see Grayskull is very animated when he speaks. Um, Gwen's nodding. But this time, I knew that you wanted me to attack somebody. So I did that. Or at least got ready to. But then, short round, you did it. Yeah, yeah don't call me short round. <laughs> Short stuff is fine. <laughs> Short round is a little insulting. I thank you. I'm in very good shape. Uh, I'm just meaning round like your muscles. 
ah yes gwen flexes anyway so and gwen is saying all of this outside or you know verbally so you guys can hear her side of the camera as per usual when she's talking to gray skull so like normally you go away like when i'm done raging but i'm not raging anymore it's just a shrug <laughs> are you gonna hang out with us now well, i suppose so uh gwen can you can you ask him to clear the rubble from the cave-in and uh, help us proceed i mean i'm sure we can do it together do you want to clear some rubble Grayskull kind of like gets a look of i don't know if i can do these things yeah <laughs> he's uh, gonna go over and try um yeah i don't it, it, i don't think it can do stuff like that <laughs> i mean unless it's attacking Grayskull can attack the rubble yeah, yeah I, as you... soon as he gets over 30 feet away from me though he does disappear that you tell me i mean it it's fine just uh do you want to go back in my head this is weird he does a very like yeah i don't like this all right come here buddy <laughs> she like raises her hands for a hug and he goes to hug you back and as he like kneels down to give you a hug you just see him kind of flash and then your tattoos flash and he is gone throughout this entire conversation there is like a background gag of Corey trying to crawl out of the hatch and then like slide along the roof underneath and then it's like, like tugging uh, yeah <laughs> and then like falling and like ah! <laughs> one arm oh no scramble 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 land well that's something i'm gonna have to deal with later <laughs> am i right oh Corey, are you okay you're a little <laughs> singed i'm i'm piping hot it's it's fine let's go yeah you are <laughs> uh so one of them got away i i told you not to i tried and then this happened these caves aren't very well built, okay? How far did he get? Is he still running? I mean, maybe. We can outrun a goblin, can't we? I mean, I can probably outrun a goblin. wall. Do you have your horse? Oh, fuck. It's gonna take it. Not, not through a wall. Oh, I got this. Gwen starts like, Um, Calum has, like, popped open a hatch and he's studying the contraption. Make an insight check. Figure out how to use this thing. Or actually, this would be investigation. Oh. I swear it doesn't make any sense. Thin, uh, it's okay, uh, 16. These levers, buttons, and other sorts of mechanical figuratures inside are what you need to use to operate this machine. You've been in a large construct before as a pilot, but... Yeah, that one at least had like clearly marked things that you, you also could had, read. You also had two of the designers 
help with us. Out. Yeah. So you know how to make it go. Whether or not pressing or pulling on any of these levers will make it so? You're not sure. Well, you I can't figure out how that to... There were two operators. Jaegering. Um, yeah, so I have no idea how this works. Might as well try and destroy the panel so no one else can use it. What? Can, can I try? Sure. Gwen's gonna hop up and see if it's anything like the other one, because she got that one down to a science. Gwen, make an investigation check. At advantage? No. Sadly not. Uh, investigate. How's a six? Gwen, obviously you know how to make this machine go. You just need to pull this lever. Wait, uh -huh. that operates the actual picks. Right, right. Uh, no, you just need to flip this switch. The acid uh -huh. sprays out of the front again. Lubrication. This is fine. You still, like, even though you moved the original lever back to its initial position, the pickaxes up front haven't stopped moving. Now they're just sort of, like, tilting up or tilting down. Hmm. Well, it's busted. Should I axe it? If it's busted, sure. Gwen believes it's busted. <laughs> I... Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna bust it. Bust it. Bust it wide open. So bust it real good. Gwen is currently uh just smashing the inner working console of this tunneling device. Uh the rest of you are stuck in this tunnel that has then since caved in. Uh are you are you going to try and clear out uh the cave-in that you are experiencing are you waiting for gwen to finish smashing this and then redoubling your efforts somewhere else what is your plan is there another way around probably going to be expecting us to come from this way yeah archon is just sort of like dejectedly like walking back toward uh skip <laughs> like we need another tunnel okay what it would take a while a... to get back to the Cobalt camp. There was a higher tunnel, right? Yes. There was like, yeah, so could we get up there? Or was it all caved in? The, t the hallway that you were in stops. Right, okay, okay. Skip was leading you here because uh -huh. this was an easy way for you guys to get in. Right. The goblin was, the, the, the orc was uh, uh, elevated, yes? No, they were just no. tall. Oh. <laughs> they were behind the machine. Solid. <laughs> I was like, yes, it is up on a ledge, and then it came down. No, got it. Okay, here for it. Uh, does it have anything on it? The orc? Yeah. Uh, the orc has a set of chain mail. They have a rather wicked-looking longsword. Uh, as well as 35 gold pieces and 27 silver. And you also see that they have a... It's an insignia that looks like it, is, like it belongs to a particular station. 
uh, of like officer within the trade horde. Uh, yeah. But as someone who has never been hired or contracted by the Keshin Trade Company, you aren't exactly sure what rank or station this individual was. I'll take it. And then I'll give the gold and silver over to Arshan. How much? 35 gold and 27 silver. I guess I'll clear the way. Corey, uh, do you want to help me? Yes. Yes, I do. So, Indoor, while Gwim was smashing up uh, the thing, uh, uh, Arjan did want to go over to the rubble. Uh, he is only aided by the light of his crossbow. What can I, like, see how thick it is? Make a survival check. Oh, also, how much silver was that? Sorry. 27. Uh, then I have a follow-up question. Uh, nine. Uh, the follow-up question was, we saw, or some people saw the uh, acid from the thing, like, sort of dissolve some of the rocks. Uh, I'm assuming it would take more than one acid breath from Arjan. However, I do have a nice new cantrip called Acid Splash, which does almost as much damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'd be able to melt this wall of debris away. It would take some time, uh, but since it's a cantrip, it's not like there is a an expenditure as to how many times you can do this. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> just with the uh, sound of Gwen uh, raging against the machine in the background, uh, Arjan is just going to like claws up against uh, this wall of rubble and then just deep breath in and then just unleash a shit ton of acid on this thing. Okay. So every now and, and then, like every now and then, it's like stopping for breath, and then just keep on going ham. And you can see uh, the uh, brand of Tiamat on his back, just like glowing even brighter than it ever has before. You do not know how uh, how much of this debris there is or how much that there was caused by this cave-in, but you are starting to put work in on this. And, uh, like, whenever he's, like, stopping to catch his breath, he's just going to be, like, tearing uh, what he can out of the wall with his claws. All right, it is sufficiently broken now. Oh, shit. What it's checks do I need to make? Uh, so there won't be any checks inherently involved with this. It is just going to be a matter of dedicating the time to clear out this hole. You aren't sure how long it will take you. Uh, because, again, you aren't sure exactly how deep this actual cave-in was that, uh, that Gwen had caused with the Sunforger. 
Yeah, he's just let's he, not poke blame at people, okay? He's he's just gonna get like meditative doing this. But yeah. Calum, you have seen Gwen hop into the machine and just start smashing the insides. Is there like a tool bag inside the machine? Could I get a crowbar somewhere? Mickey, uh, I would say that you would be able to find a crowbar. It's not a crowbar in the recognizable sense of the word, but it is a piece of metal with bent ends on either side that you look like you could use to pry something. Because Arjan gave me an idea. Um, if this machine can shoot acid, then there must be a receptacle where they stores all the acid. So I'm going to try and pry through the machine and find the receptacle. Okay, make an investigation check. Uh, dirty 20. You will find the acid receptacle underneath this machine. Uh, there is about a fourth left of its overall acid. It seems like it was fairly depleted, having been used on your group as well as accidentally used by Corey trying to figure out the machine. Uh, when Narjan is taking a break, he, Caleb will call him over to show him the acid receptacle. Uh, think we could do anything with this? I cannot see. The bonfire's still up. I'll light a torch. I thought he lost his sight for a second there. I was like, what? <laughs> He's been blinded by the acid. I can't swim. Uh, no. Uh, he'll, like, wipe the acid off of his face. Right. Um, think we can do anything with this. It's only about a fourth left of the acid, but it should be enough to give you a bit of a break. Can you move it? He'll give Arjan the torch and kind of fidget inside to pull the nozzle that leads out to the maw. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. Uh, Fourteen. Okay. As you go to pull the nozzle off, your hands begin to burn from the acid on that is still currently being supplied in the nozzle. Uh, so you are going to be taking some damage. Yay. Always fun. That is going to be for 12 points of acid damage. If it's not fully all the way out, he's just going to quickly recouple it and then just, like, shake his hands. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, if we can't move it into position, it's useless. Yeah. At least we have some pickaxes. Yeah. Our genre's just going to go back to doing what he was doing. Yep. I'll try and yank a pickaxe free is it just the straight up the pickaxe pick or is it 
there are pickaxe picks and then on some on some of these areas you can see where there are pickaxes but it isn't like a wood handle attached to the pickaxe head it's it all is, metal yeah it's all metal it is going to then reverberate in your hands if you hit against a rock or anything like that uh, all right uh, i'm useless what is Corey doing during this time I think she's alternating with Arjan, working on the uh, on the wall. Whenever he needs a break, she just gets in there and pulls rocks. Arjan is being very obstinate. Fair enough. And Gwen, you have sufficiently smashed this machine. So it did not work, anyways. Are you also Obviously. helping to to? Un uncave in this tunnel? Yes, if it's safe. If there's uh, acid on the rocks that I'm moving, yeah, all about it. Okay. Uh, make a nature or survival check. Okie dokie. Jesus. 14. Okay, uh, with a 14, you know that if you continue at this pace in the next two hours or so, you'd be able to clear this out enough to squeeze by. Guys, it's going to take like two hours to get through this. It'll be too late by then. Uh, they'll be able to mobilize an army in that time. Be able to squeeze through just in time to get eaten by goblins. Do they eat people? Is they that eat people. Insensitive. Oh, they, they eat. Oh, I see people. They definitely impale them. Listen, I can get us through, but it's gonna take a lot out of me. No, 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 no. Okay, let's try Plan B. Is there another way around? I'm sure there's plenty of tunnels. I mean, if we go back to Skip, he can direct us to another one, but it's going to take us a while to get back to him. So it's either go through here where they know we are, or go around and then cave them in on the other side if we can get around. We're not going to cave in any more fucking tunnels. That's going to take I'm so much time. I'm tired of being stuck between rocks and hot places. So what do you want to do? Indoor, do I have any... Uh, I don't have any semblance of how quickly I can get done. Your base guesstimate would be going off of what Gwen has supplied in a rough estimation of, at this pace, roughly around two hours. How long is it to get back to Skip? Uh, to get back to Skip would be 30 minutes. Let's go back to Skip. Walk away, Corey sets the uh, driller on fire. Okay. Walk away. I don't... <sighs> 
It's already broken, man. Yeah, but machines like that can explode. Does it explode? After about it... 10 minutes of you walking, you hear a Salad. Well, they won't be coming through those tunnels. Corey, Arshan said we weren't going to be blowing up any more tunnels. That's a tunnel that we've already blown up. No harm. Well, I was just saying we blow it up from the other side. You guys don't let me have any fun. Gwen stomps ahead with her arms at her side. Okay. And after about a half hour or so, you make your way back to the Cobalt's mushroom fields. And when uh, the Cobalt see you, Skip ends up kind of uh, coming up a little bit pensively. Just, uh, is everything all right? Yeah. Yes, we've solved the problem completely. I put a hand over Gwen's mouth. Is there another way? Oh. Should say a series of loud explosions should have collapsed one of the caves. Oh. Well, that will prevent uh, the Keshen from coming towards where we are, and uh, for that, I thank you. As far as uh, other ways, um, we could try and scout something out uh, through any of the chimneys, but all things considered, that was the main the main point of c traffic between our layer and the one above. How big are your chimneys? Can they fit Arjan through one? Ooh. Possibly. I am not one of the blessed winged. And Skip motions he doesn't have wings at all. I've never been up, uh, but uh, I'm sure that we could um, f uh, we could investigate. Okay. A secondary no. plan. Sorry, God. I'm not sure that we have a lot of time. Oh, um... Does anybody here do surveillance on any other routes? Um... Hmm, I can, I can ask. There, there are a few, uh, but whether or not they found anything that would be able to accommodate you and yours uh, is something we don't typically look for. When licks Caleb's hand. You taste acid. <laughs> Gross. Exfoliating. It does not stop until you take your hand off. The hand's still there. That's fine. <laughs> Just let you ignore it. Uh, Kalen will turn to Arjan. If we do find a cave that can, well, a chimney that can accommodate you, we can try and fly up through it and then land boots on the ground. Uh, the area around here is heavily patrolled by the Keshin. Uh, there are camps in the parks filled with goblinoids. I don't see if we have any better options. Yeah. Uh, Skip, can you scout out a chimney for us? Mm. And Skip will nod. And then uh, 
one of the couriers that Gwen you recognize as Sod is there that is just sort of like hopping in place from one foot to the other. Uh, Skip will say something in Draconic to them uh, and Sod will nod and then just faster than you can possibly perceive. Like it's like they leave their the outline of their character behind and then the outline just uh rubber bands up to where they are but at this point it's just a dust cloud as they race off to speak with the other kobolds hand is off gwen's mouth rubbing it on pant leg i know that one anyways so we're gonna attack from the sky they'll never expect it if they think we're underground the problem is the spotlights might catch us in the air what time is it? Isn't it like two in the afternoon? Gwen has completely lost track of time underground. It's around two to three in the morning. <laughs> Can't you guys do like a magic thing? There's got to be a magic thing we can do here. Turn me into a mouse or something and I'll go get it. The magic thing is for us to fly through one of the chimneys using a fly spell. Yeah, but that feels like we're putting a lot of danger on. Can't you make me look like a goblin? Kalem will bend and down. Into the thing! Into the chimney? No, 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 no! Infiltration! You blew up the fucking exit. Hey, the fucking exit blew up. I did not blow up anything. I blew up that little dude. I was trying to kill him because Corey said that we needed to kill him. So we the blame goes you're, more than one way. We right. cannot be fighting right now. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm so frustrated that the first obstacle that gets put in front of us completely stalled our mission. A very, very time-sensitive mission. God damn it, we're supposed to be the saviors of the fucking world. How? I, I need to walk. I'm sorry. All right. Narjan's gonna take a little walk. Oh no, I feel like I did something wrong. He's in a rough place here, Gwen. I feel like there's another way we can be doing this. Like, I'm all for, like, running in and, like, killing things, but there's a lot of them. And all we need is a stick. It's not like we have to, like, go fight something. We just have to go get a stick. Gwen, we have to work with what we have. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not a very quiet person when we casting spells. Corey's not a very quiet person in her armor. You're loud as hell, too. Stealth is sort of an option for us, but I don't think we could pull it off. Then perhaps the solution isn't stealth, but a distraction. 
That is exactly what I was thinking. If being big and loud is what we're good at, then let's use it to our advantage. We split the party? Not in half. Look, I've already dealt with these bitches before. Whatever happened to buddy system, Glenn? Look, as long as you're with someone, I'm happy, okay? <laughs> when Arjan gets back, let's pose it to him. But for now, I think I'm gonna... What if we aren't the big damn heroes? What if the solution isn't that we go and get the stick? Have you seen how many kobolds are here? Have you seen what they're capable of? Stop reading my mind. You want to do an armed uprising with the kobolds. Let's create a revolution. I, I'm not sure that's where I was going with this, but that might be a better idea. <laughs> what would you they're smaller. They can fit into places and sneak around and things. I, I, if we show up and start setting things on fire and just mobilize everything towards us, then it'd be a little bit easier for a little winged kobold to flutter in and grab find stick. a stick. Well, we are pretty good at painting targets on our back. Exactly. Do we know, do we have any allies left in town? From what I can recall, Tifa got jailed. Everyone else who opposed them are on those spikes. Well then, what if we bust her out? That sounds like a big, in, big enough bombastic distraction if I ever heard one. There's Saad plenty of is... people who hate Tifa. Well, yeah. Uh, Saad is super fast. I mean, if they're not the most intelligent, hold on. There's one that's like an accountant, and they were Goldstein is the last name, I want to say. Something like that. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Kevin Goldstein. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Good night, it, it, yeah. it tracks. His name is Kevin. <laughs> I just wasn't ready. <laughs> Everyone's ready. I was not ready for that. I'm sorry. I said it. And this is what you get on Monday nights with me. It is Gwen Brain, okay? Oh my god. I said it and then I immediately regretted it. Someone clip that. Oh no, please don't. Immortalize it. Goldfang. Goldfang. Bring it back, guys. Goldfang, the dude, the 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 cobalt. He was a, he was an accountant and he like raged out. He's pretty good. We could get him and and then Rose Rose was her name. Rosemary. Their name. Rosemary, sounds right. Uh, they were pretty cool. 
I don't necessarily recall what they could do, but they seemed pretty helpful. It's been a long couple hours, okay? All right. I remember, sorry. I remember, Gwen doesn't remember. So we've got the semblance of a plan. I think it'll work. And if not, we're going to get killed in a prison. So there's that thing. Oh, you think I'm going to let them imprison me? Sorry, Galahemer. I just wish we had more time. Well, that's the point of time sensitive. We don't have a lot of time. We don't have like any illusionary spells or anything like that, right? I don't have it. I have it in my book, but I don't have it memorized today. Hmm. I have silent image. It's only good for about five, ten feet. Oh. Well, I was thinking if we made it look like our ask was back, that might be something. I don't know, I could come up with a lot of plans, but they all have to do with nonsense magic bullshit, and I don't know how to do any of that. Indoor, uh, I didn't have anything prepped, so after about like 30 minutes or whenever dramatically appropriate, Arshan will return. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going off to like have a one-on-one -on -one with Tiamat or mm -hmm. or any of those kinds of things, or if it was just to blow off steam. Um, yeah, if there were any of the party members going to go after Arjan after he had taken a leave. Well, we've been talking, so, and I kind of want to do a short rest real quick. Okay. So yeah, Arjan, you come back and. It would uh, it would appear as if your party has begun the process of beginning a short rest. See if I ever come back with something. Um, Skip does end up coming back, uh, and he lets you know that there is a underwater. Uh, or not underwater, but a underground uh, cavern that is actually full of uh, fresh water that funnels into the that funnels into these mushroom fields, and that's actually how they get the majority of their um, of the water necessary to actually not only fuel the mushrooms but also whatever other produce is here. Um, and there, after he had spoken with several of these other kobolds, there were actually chimneys from there, uh, that looked like they at least went far enough upward that they led to the outskirts of the island itself. So kind of on the same cliff face that Calum, you know, that this winged kobold had led Tcan and the two chuckle fuck boys. Uh... We'll update Arjan on a updated plan. So we were thinking, instead of going after the Gwaltaya staff, what if we cause a distraction and let some of the kobolds handle their retrieval? All right. What's our plan for getting up there in the first place? 
There's a chimney in one of the caverns that funnels fresh water down to the mushroom fields. It's right on the outskirts of town. Um, I think about 10 minutes for, uh, like 30 minute walk. Yeah, it would be roughly about a 30 minute walk. About a 30 minute walk in. Uh, can Calum start like drawing in the dirt, basically like a yeah. rough map? And Skip will help you create the map just because you don't really have the best knowledge of the current Cobalt City. Uh, yeah. But Skip will lend aid. Okay. Uh, so he'll begin talking. Um, our plan, the four keeps will go after Tifa, who is currently imprisoned as the distraction for a task force of kobolds to go in and grab the Gul'thai staff while everyone's distracted. If you can muster the forces, Skip. And Skip will look at you. We would die. Not if we do our job. Well, to be fair, even if we do our job. That's, yeah. It doesn't mean that they're going to be distracted. Also, how do we get out? The, the chimney. No, no, no. How do we get out of being captured? If we flew yeah. up, even if we stormed the head base without ample power, we wouldn't be able to get nearly as far as you think that we would. We have numbers, yes, but they have actual strength in their numbers. We just have brute force, but theirs is calculated. We would be sending women, children, anyone who could carry a blade into a field of uncertainty. Well, I don't want to do that. Scrap that idea. Well... Looks like we're going stealthy ourselves. I mean, they have no idea what we're after, right? No, they're, but they're all still going to be on high alert. Uh, I'll circle where I know where the However, goblin camps are. However. They all are being drawn to someplace right now. Now's the time to do it. Skip. Can you all evacuate? Uh, we can go deeper into the tunnels, yes. That might be a good idea. You should do that. Uh, might be coming here. They weren't that far. Their machine's broken, though. They were about 30 minutes away before we blocked off the path. It's a... It would have taken us about two hours from Gwen's estimate to break through. It would probably take them a lot less. Well, no, because the machine blew up, too, so, like, there's... Uh, assuming there was only one machine. They could also go around, if anything. Well, we couldn't go around, so they can't go around, okay? Sorry. <laughs> um, I will rally our forces, and uh, we will do our best. Yeah, just keep 
keep your people safe. We'll we'll do as the thing is when we get the staff, we still have to get it to Arask. Which is gonna take time. So you guys need to nice. be safe. It's not like once we have the staff and the thing's over. We can't do anything with the staff now, right? We have to get to the island. Not unless there are blights here. Okay. And Skip seems very somber given the current circumstance, but they... Unless there was another super powerful Hail Mary weapon that Aras kept at his disposal. That That's true! help in this situation. Did Aras keep another MacGuffin? A what? What? Um, not that I am aware of. I... His sheer presence was usually enough to th ward away any kind of ne'er-do-wells onto the island. We had systems in place. We had warriors at the ready. This was not something we were prepared for. Alright, so we... We hit the greenhouse, grab the staff, take the long way back to the chimney, just in case we're followed. I hope that we drew enough attention now, yeah. All right. We've got a plan. Yeah. Break. Make our way to the chimney. Okay, and Skip will nod, and you see him call for a small group of kobolds. Uh, Gurn is with the uh, head of the kobold guard, and together, like, Gurn nods, the kobold guard, uh, the guardswoman nods as well, uh, and they begin to disperse and begin to inform uh, the individuals that they need to be ready to move out at any time. And you see a lot of the... There are, like, some very stern-faced kobolds as well, and these seem to be the engineers, uh, and they are going to be staying behind to actually try uh, to actually try and throw up as many traps and deterrence as they possibly can to any kind of invading force. Uh, so that way they can hold out here for as long as they possibly can. And your group then makes its way to this underground lake. And uh, from what you've been told, you're able to identify the chimney that you will need to actually emerge out of. Uh, so all that's left is the casting of said fly spell. Fly at fifth level, touching both Corey and Gwen on the back. Now, no. How wide is this chimney? Will it will it fit Arjan's wingspan? It will not fit Arjan's full wingspan. Gwen can climb up this thing first. She has climbing gear, and like rope you guys up. Thank you. When gonna do that? Okay, it is 
like a hole in the ceiling. And the ceiling is quite some ways up, so you would need somebody to go up there first, make the first pitten. Uh, but if but if Gwen was the person flying and hitting it up, or well, yeah, well, or if not. no, let's not cast a spell yet. Let's have Arjan put the first pitten in, and the rope Ar down, and then Gwenol. I would be able to get to like the mouth of the chimney, right? Yeah, you'd be able to get to the mouth. The you know that it's wide enough for you. Like you wouldn't be able to do a full swoop. You would have to kind of have it be like closer, uh, like closer pushes with your wings, but you might be able to at least get up to a point where it then levels out. Yeah, as as long as I can like fly up to a place where I can put a, a bit in for a rope. Yeah, you'd be able to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay, uh, so Arjan flies up puts the pitten in so Gwen you are then able to begin your ascent up uh, what is your athletics bonus well six okay yeah so I'd say that this is something that you'd be able to do with passive athletics Woo! Corey you and Calum are looking up and it is like 80 feet of rope hanging from the ceiling Without any brace or anything, and Gwen is just, like, cinching her way up, no issue. I would ask if this is, like, one of your gym classes, but, like... Oh, I had two arms back then. <laughs> we could tie this one around your waist. Hoist you up. You're gonna have to. Because the entrance is so high up you next i suppose yeah if i slip at any point don't try and catch me uh no promises it's an 80 foot drop that's gonna hurt a lot more than just caleb just tie her on your waist and i'll pull you up sorry there's a kitten in my lap it was like what <laughs> gonna loop it around his waist but kind of tie it in a harness mm -hmm. Gwen starts hauling okay and Gwen you can do one at a time uh, and after about the whole process takes about a half hour or so uh, to get everyone up to this uh, up into this chute as part of the chimney and uh but you have all found at least some point of steady footing arjan you no longer need to be flying uh you can actually land on the ground and you're all able to at least maneuver uh there was no way arjan was going to be able to fly up there oh yeah up through the thing so yeah he had to be climbing okay uh, and as you are all making your way up through this tunnel, I need everybody to make dexterity saves. Uh, as you're coming from a very slippery tunnel that is used for natural water to come through. When is at the top just pulling everyone up? Yes, Do I need to this make is after oh. this is after you've pulled everyone up and are able to start moving down this okay. chimney. Arjan, you got a one. Okay. Natural twenty. Eighteen. 11. Okay, so Corey, 
you and Calum are able to uh, keep your footing re with relative ease. Gwen, you slip and begin to slide back down yeah. towards the open chute of this tunnel. Arjan, you also slip and very unceremoniously begin falling towards the lip. Once you uh, you fall down, but once you're in free fall form, you can just open up your wings again slide. and catch yourself. There is no issue, but you see that Gwen is in the process of about to fall down this cavern. Thankfully, Can I attack? <laughs> thankfully, you are able with the eleven to at least hold on. You aren't. You haven't fully slipped down, mm -hmm. uh, but you're able to then pull Arjan back up, and then once again in the shoot. Uh, you are all able to then get back in and then make your way past the point of the ground being that slippery. It's no longer like water, si water slide levels of slippery. You're able to at least like take some caution with your footing. You know that if you move at half speed, for example, you can be a little bit more careful with how you are moving. So that way you aren't risking falling back down this chute. Mm -hmm. And it takes about... It would take about another 45 minutes or so to make your way out of this tunnel or at least get to a point where you can see peering through this opening in the sidewall of the cave what looks to be the mid-morning sky. Uh, it looks like your overall tunnel adventure has taken you pretty early into the morning and you can see that the kind of pinkish orange clouds of the of the sun's first rays are peeking up through this hole that you know is more at a uh, diagonal angle that was originally just like a, a divot that rainwater has hit but through the years uh, has formed into this longer uh, longer channel looking at it you know that you'd all be able to at least like partially squeeze through it uh at least to the point of being able to exit but you have no idea how high up you are on the ledge of this cliff face or how close you are to the top but you know that you are there with open air what's um, the uh what's the street look like what's the what look like sorry street or are we on a street you are like... not on a street from where you are you are on the outside of the um outside of the defensive wall that is around the upper part of the city you are still on like you are coming out on part of the cave wall uh but looking around you can actually see that there is a there is a sewer grate that is partially descended from where you are and you know that if you were to get to that sewer grate you could then get into the sewer system of the city are we trying to get into the sewer grate it would that would probably, be stealthy it would probably beat walking on the street yeah cool yeah we'll, we'll try to get in the grate okay so Arjan, it is fairly easy for you to then uh, like squeeze your way out of this hole and then fly down to the opening. Uh, and if you carry a rope with you, tie it off. Uh, Gwen holding on to the other. Corey and Calum would be able to then cinch their way over. 
Looking down, you are hundreds of feet from the water. This is a drastic fall to what would surely be death waiting below. Uh, thankfully, proper rope tying methods are recommended, and Calum has a book about how to properly tie ropes. So, it all works out in the end. And you are able to kind of cinch your way along the outer walls uh, to then get into the sewer entrance. And Gwen, very easily, you are able to then kind of like pull the grate off and huck it over your shoulder if you would like, or you can try and like scooch it back into position once your group is through. We're being stealthy, okay? We're not just going to throw stuff. She quietly eats it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, seat. I pick it up and then put it back. <laughs> okay. And so your group has entered into the sewers of Arask. Gwen has re-put the steel grate back in the way uh, that it was previously. And you are safe. No one seems to have detected you during this time. Uh, going deeper into the sewers, from where you were able to actually gauge, you are on the uh you're actually on the southeastern quadrant of the aisle uh which is relatively near where the um where the greenhouse is but you aren't sure if the sewers actually run underneath that area of the town or not are there any utility markers in the sewers that we can see or Make an investigation check. Uh, 19. Okay, so with a 19, uh, you are able to begin... Um, you're able to begin kind of uh, gauging where these utility markers are. Um, you start recognizing symbols. They aren't written in common necessarily, but you see that there are symbols and then like a little depiction of what that area is. So you see that there is one, as you guys explore, uh, that is a, what looks like a bag uh, that has a the symbol of a gold piece on it. You see one that is a series of small houses that look like they all have different religious symbols upon them. And you also see uh, that there is one that just looks like a series of ships uh, with an arrow pointing up that you feel would lead you towards the docks. And as you are all going through and investigating these areas, you hear a pst. Pst. Back! Oh, it's... Kim uh, turns. Yeah, and as you look towards where uh, your where the noises are coming from, you see a corvid-styled kanku, just sort of like making a motion towards your group. Glenn waves like an idiot <laughs> and moves forward. Is it Drev? It is Dren. D R E N. <sighs> What's up, my dude? This is bad. Yeah, no fucking shit. Uh, uh, 
where is uh, Mara Lauren? Can you take us? And Dren nods. Uh, and after about 20 minutes or so of navigating uh, these sewers, and at some point, Dren will kind of hold up against a wall and make a motion with his hand, and you hear, Stand very still. They can sense movement. And it sounds like Fang saying this, and you have <laughs> no idea. When did Fang say this? <laughs> you have no idea where Dren and Fang have come into contact before, uh, but it seemed to be doing something to do with things that moved, uh, that knew where you were when you moved, and you see these kind of shadows play off in the distance and then move past, and then, I think we're good. And then makes in motion again. Uh, and after about 25 minutes or so, uh through different chambers and tunnels you eventually find yourself in this small secluded chamber there is a couch that has been like set up against one side that has a blanket and a pillow that's been set uh almost in like a makeshift style bed and you see that there is a individual that has kind of sandy brown uh blondish hair that's more like grown out at this point. You don't know if they've seen a barber recently uh, and a little bit of stubble on their face, but you recognize this as your half-elven uh, alchemist that you have in your employ, who then turns with a kind of wild eye towards Dren when they notice sounds. And you see like they have like the the neck of a bottle of a potion getting ready to throw and then when dren it ends up being dren they set the potion back down just hey boss it's uh it's good to see you good to see all of you it's been a while hey myro i don't know who you are how are things oh. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, four keeps? Yes. Uh, Wait, no one's met him yet? I thought you met him. I met him. Oh, okay. All right. Halen so, yeah. This is a I long did. time ago. I, like, literally, whenever we were being kicked off of the island, we had, yeah. like, three minutes to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Calum didn't meet him because Calum was busy meeting Elisharis and Farron at the docks. I see. Was I there? No. Okay. I just heard so much about you, I I just feel like I know you. I also feel very similar to that, and I have to ask a very quick question. Right. Tell me something only you would know. That Chair I also would know. <laughs> Last payment you sent through Macaulay was however much it was. <laughs> okay, like it that's was fair. To, it was sent to search earlier. It took a I lot to get that money off this island, let me tell you. Uh, I assume that it did. Let's see if we can fix that. I would be very appreciative, because as much as I love the work environment that I currently have... And he motions to his small subterranean chamber within the sewers. I would like a proper office at some point. Maybe a desk that hasn't been moved through here. Oh, we're going to 
make sure Rask pays up uh, with whatever you need for all of this. We need to know the quickest way to get to the greenhouse. Oh, why do you want to go there? Because we need something that'll save the dragon. And then hopefully the dragon so he, can fix all this. So he's alive. He's mm-hmm. alive. For now. <sighs> yeah, but we gotta move quickly. Like, <sighs> very quickly. Oh, I understand that, but like... A big load off of my shoulders. You do not know what it's been like living in the sewers thinking your dragon's dead. Whew. Man. Your time sensitive. Yeah. Do you have any potions that can make me look like something else? Give me some time. I could probably throw some. You don't have time. I have time. <laughs> I, I am hearing you loud and clear. What you, you asked me if. What you got? <laughs> I have some potions of healing that you could possibly take. I have rocks that keep your hands warm on cold days. Those were big sellers during the winter months, and now I just sort of have a stockpile, a rock pile, if you will. Uh, I, I have some potions of water breathing. There's still that one that you left here. It didn't really sell well. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, of money uh, being passed around. Spray, or was it that was that was a potion that like cured all exhaustion. It was like a vitality potion, I think. It's right? potion of vitality. Like a, I think the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. that it cured all exhaustion. I have one of those still. We could use the potions of water breathing. Please. Not a bad idea to have a potion of healing on each of us in case somebody goes down. I already have one. I do too. Oh, I already have one. All right. Can you take us? Can you show us the way at least? To get into the... I mean, it's a greenhouse, right? There's a lot of water runoff. It's got to lead to the sewer, right? And at that, Dren, like, puts an elbow down on the desk. I know the way. (laughs) (laughs) And flushes a little and, like... (laughs) The feathers just sort of ruffle up a little bit. I don't know what that would be like. We can see the look on Gwen's face. It's like, I don't know what that would be like. Time sensitive, Gwen. Sorry. (laughs) All right, let's fucking do this. Dren, I need to talk to you about something after this, but yes, please show us. And Dren nods. uh, And uh, Myra says, so potions, I, uh, I have one. Greater healing potion. I was planning on selling it at some point. Business was decent for a while. Now, well, the survivors pay me in favors and collect things for me, so it's a plus. Corey's smiling and nodding, and she's going to slowly turn to Arjan, just be like, we all have to give him a raise, right? Yes, I'm going to give him a fucking raise. Okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure. It'd be a little hard to do that before now. Turn around, thumbs up. Uh, is there anybody who would benefit from that more than 
is there anybody who is in dire need of it right now? Uh, not at the moment. Not that I know of anyways. People just sort of come to see me when the problem's already bad. I don't have a, a predilection as to who's going to get injured first down here. It's usually people who go up onto the surface to try and gain... I shove a sack of gold at him and I take it. Uh, uh, it's 500 gold. Oh. Uh, Which I assume is the running price of a potion of greater healing. Thank you. Uh, if it's not, we will retcon that. It is the you. appropriate price. Um, always more than generous. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so... Dren, yeah, take us. And Dren nods. Uh, and you see them kind of like hunch down a little bit uh, and then begin uh, stalking off in a direction uh, for you all to follow. And as they are making their way down this tunnel, Arjan and Gwen, I need you both to make constitution saves. Natural 20. Nice! Bwomp, 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 bwomp. We each got one tonight. Gwen, make a constitution save. Shit! Is Plus this against three. being poisoned? No, this is that you've stayed up for longer than a full day. Oh, fuck. Plus three. Uh, my sunny disposition. 18. 18. All right, you and Arjan are able to kind of shrug off uh, the Gwen's levels of exhaustion. Before. Oh, yeah. This is like, <laughs> this is, I think, at least the third time during this campaign <laughs> that Gwen's like, I can stay up forever. <laughs> Who needs sleep? I don't need sleep. Does Oliver Gwen have a sleep? invigorating brown potion for the morning? No. He's a tea I have, person. I have a less lesser restoration if I do get exhausted. Okay. It's soup from my mom. Yeah. I don't know. You're not sure if it's still going to be good at this point, because that was from a while ago. But it was made with love. <laughs> I have purify food and drink, so... <laughs> That's going to be fresh forever. Lawn line milk lasts seven years. Gross. Why? <laughs> don't answer that. Because it's unpasteurized, of course. But how do you read the label if it's pasteurized? Time sensitive! <laughs> so you're all being led down these corridors. And Dren is, again, making sure that you are all able to remain uh, hidden with some amount of stealth. Uh, and eventually, after about 30 minutes or so of, being of going through these sewers, you are able to find a... You are able to find a placard marking that uh, directly above you will actually be the utility entrance towards the greenhouse area. Uh, and Gren, uh, Dren looks back at your group and then with a very large flourish says, See? I know the way. And then like does the same lean-in motion. Even though there's nothing for him to like rest his elbow on this time. If anything, it's like against the wall of the sewer. 
Uh, anything outside of the place? What does um, the street look like? Before you continue up the utility entrance, Dren puts uh, a hand out towards you, Arjan, and says, I want to talk to you about something. I mean, whenever we get back. And Dren will then give you a wink and a finger gun. Uh, and uh, then we'll take a few steps back into the shadows and you see him just sort of disappear into the shade. And as you come up the ladder rungs for this utility entrance, you pop open this uh, metallic grate and then look around. And as you may remember, the street leading up to the botanical gardens actually was a large open field that Ambleforth and at, uh, and at the time Oakenheel had actually managed to run around and cause quite a stir about. But this time, as you look out about it, while there is the reddish-orange sun of the sunrise now getting close to higher hours, you see that the grass is mostly dead at this point. Instead of being the lush fields of grain, it seems like the harsh winter was a little bit too much for, these, uh, for this more summer-style grass, and all of it has died and turned brittle. The walls outside of the botanical garden now exude spikes and thorns in areas where before they had just been covered in kind of lush greens along marbled stonework. And you see that there is the wrought iron gate that uh, once had kobolds standing in front of it, but now stand two large imposing guards that don't seem to have taken notice of your group. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful excursion through the tunnels of the Isle of Arask. Uh, we are going to be going into our after show here shortly. But before we do, hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the channel. You can catch me at RJ's 202 on Twitter and Twitch, where I stream with some of these lovely folks. Today I streamed with uh, Danae and Tyler, some Stellaris, and that was a blast. Um, the boy is home. I was the Meepo Empire. <laughs> I was just a bunch of kobolds and starships. Meepo! Meepo! Um, you can catch myself and Danae, um, LB, Steven, on Sunday, this Sunday coming up, we're playing Tomb of Annihilation, run by the boy himself, Tyler. Um, I think that's it for me this week. Yeah. Cool. I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup, where I'm continuing to post a kitten every day this month. I will continue to post kittens after this month. Uh, however, it will not be on a daily basis because, oh boy, I'm not good at planning these things. Um, I am getting two new kittens tomorrow. They're five months old. I'm sure you'll see pictures. But 
You can also find me this week, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah they're super small. Uh, this week, Wednesday on Nerd Immersion's channel with Jordan with a PH doing our uh, Rod of Seven Parts. If you're interested in Rod jokes, tune in. Uh, you'll also see me on Sunday during our Monster of the Week game on G Game Night's channel where I get to play Abby, uh, who is a super sweet girl. Um, and then afterwards, you can find me playing my new character on uh, Tomb of Annihilation, Rin Rin, the Tabaxi Monk. Whoa! Oh, and on Thursday, I forgot because, you know, everyone's not working or working from home and stuff. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Lauren, are going to get together and play some Max Gentleman's Sexy Business on Thursday night. So get ready for some wine some sexing and lauren's confused about how the game works so there's a lot of that it's great denaykeeter.com hi i'm cyber i'm on cyber 1201 on twitter i post pictures of my dog and also there's a lot of animal crossing right now in which i am the queen of the asses uh check out the twitter for context for that uh i also tweet about whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201 where I play video games badly and talk about lore. We finished off Castlevania 2 and we're going to do the DLC for the Shadow 2, not Castlevania 2. Uh, yeah, it is good time. Archives of that go to YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberwolf1201. Uh, there's a podcast that will eventually get posted. Uh, let's talk about it where Kyle within and I get drunk, do parkour, and talk about RPG stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's other stuff there too. But for RPG stuff, uh, the Wild Mount book just came out, so I'm sure the Patreon's going to have a lot more stuff happening in it in the coming months. Uh, I'm on DMs Guild. I'm also here on Mondays, where you're at right now. Good for you. I'm here on Thursdays as well for a little bit uh, in the Ghost of Salt Marsh game. We're, we got my demons that we got to fight, so... But let's do that. Uh, and I'm also on ProRestarter's channel on Saturdays, twitch.tv slash ProRestarter in a 5th edition Tauri game where I talk about how much I want to get in touch with my inner with my inner beast. So that's fun. DanaeKeener.com and speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi everybody, my name is Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can find me here on Mondays playing as Coriander the Eldritch Paladin, or right here on Sunday playing in, on the island of Chult. It's Pass! <laughs> DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, Hey Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then this Sunday, we are going to be starting a game at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time because that was the earliest that I can get home and be done from work. So that is when you can expect the Tomb of Annihilation to go up. It will be a little bit later of a game, I'm assuming that things are going to be wild i'm playing a bard who is a lizard folk that has three negative stats so almost honestly on brand for bards on this channel 
it's going to be a good time. We are now going to be going into an after show called Nights in the Courtyard, though, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So... If you had any questions that you would like to give us, feel free to either post them to the side chat over Mia, or if you go and connect to the Discord, which you can find a link to either below or in the side chat again, uh, then you can you can ask those questions. We'll do our best to answer them. But if you want to find out what those answers are, consider going to uh, patreon.com slash indoor adventures. So I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.